1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Andrew Kaplan. Andrew is the author of the number one bestseller, The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. He's also the host of the top rated Shatter the Mold Podcast. Thank you for joining me today.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Roman. I'm really excited to be here.
1: My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today?
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's it's kind of funny because there's like the five-minute version and the five-hour version. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people could relate because there's been so many twists and turns. But uh, I'm basically on, I guess, a version 3.5 of a business, we'll call it that. Uh, the first one I ever started was straight out of college, and that lasted about seven years before having to pull the plug on that. Uh, at the same time, I uh, ended a relationship that week, which was obviously not the most enjoyable thing in the world. But, um, even after that, you know, there was a lot of twists and turns and I've learned so much. And I'm basically at a point where I've fortunately not only settled into who I want to be as a person, but what I want to do as a business and how I want to serve people. And, uh, it took a while to get there, but it, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that I finally like feel really good in my skin about how I'm serving people and how I'm going about my daily business.
1: No, that's awesome. And how did you kind of go about writing the book in terms of gathering all that information and what made you uh, kind of take that leap to actually write it? It's
0: an interesting process. Like I actually came out with a a different book. So the whole, my, my philosophy was there's so much information out there for whatever you might be interested in. And especially when it comes to Uh, self-improvement or just like learning a skill or doing something that you're gonna help yourself with and you're gonna grow I think a lot of times there's an overabundance of information and people can tend to be over consumers of that information and then they confuse themselves so I did a sales and marketing book in 2018 called it doesn't matter what you're selling the goal being All right, listen, I'm not the only word on this, but if you've read 40 sales and marketing books, can I give you one book where you can just read and start from scratch and have something that's actionable without it feeling overwhelming to you? And it really hit the notes that I wanted to hit and it proved to me that I can build a business. I just got bored with talking about that. But law of attraction, I am something like, I'm still very interested in it. And I figured, what if I could write a book that did that process, where I take all the other books that people read, they read 100 of them, and say, okay, you're reading these books, you're not not actually using the methods that they teach, how can I reframe what this is about, inspire you and motivate you to actually take action, which I know when you do will give you the result that you're actually looking forward to. And um, I spent about like nine and a half weeks uh, just putting out the book and I probably did research and note. I mean, I, I've indirectly been researching and note-taking for like 15 years because I've been aware of it, but just in terms of structuring my ideas, I took about one or two months and just, uh, opened up like 20 Google docs and put different notes and almost pieced it together like a mad scientist.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the, the attraction aspect and the psychology aspect and kind of Delivering an emotional trigger to a potential user. That's what's actually memorable So if you see a commercial memory better good that it's associated with hopefully good You remember that brand over its competitors and have that kind of lasting connection with the user
0: without a doubt and it's it's so interesting in crafting it because I have like about 10 or 20 parallel lines of thought and what I want to accomplish one of which is just how do you design a cover that's gonna catch the human eye and get them to click versus how do you structure, I, I kind of think of it on um, the book like almost like long form sales copy because I want them to get through it because I know it's gonna help them. How do I structure an introduction that's gonna get them to read chapter one? And how do I make chapter one good enough that they'll go to chapter two and so on and so forth? Like I, a lot of people, they kind of just spit out their guts on, on information and hopefully they have a good editor for me, I didn't have an editor. I just had to try to make sure that the book had a sequence of information that people would enjoy from start to finish. And then again, hopefully be able to actually use for their own benefit.
1: No, I agree. And when did you kind of decide to start the podcast and kind of, uh, what you've been working on with that and hope to achieve? Yeah,
0: the podcast was originally in support of that first marketing book, um, over a year ago now. I can't believe it's, it's been a year, how time flies. Um, but really, and you can even tell in the name, like Shatter the Mold. The first title of the podcast was Break the Mold. Um, and I wanted it to be a thing where let's escape groupthink. Let's not always fall into these predictable, uh, socially conditioned modes of thinking, because a lot of times that means you're not very dimensional and you end up not being very successful. And I wanted to introduce to people a way of, you know, breaking that mold and, and thinking of things in a whole new direction. But when I went on Google and searched for it, there was already a podcast. So I said, okay, this is my cue to, to step it up. What's the stepped up version of break the mold? Shatter the mold. And that's kind of like I figured that it has a nice, uh, better imagery of like what the podcast is really about. And um, I'm fortunate to say that you're gonna be one of my guests also on the show, which is again perfect because you think of digital marketing in a new original way, in a in a refined way that most people don't think of. And that's the whole point. Offering tools to people whether it's finances or health or whatever it might be, that they can improve their lives from a more expanded, more empowering perspective.
1: Yeah, I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? Um, Well, there's two pieces and
0: they're both kind of cliche. Uh, One of them is impact. I, I think there's, and I didn't think of this when I was 20, but there's, now that I'm as old as I am, is there's something to be said about actually contributing a positive impact on the world um, as cliched again, as that might sound. But the other one is, is really to, you know, to kind of live and and survive and thrive by my own rules. And I know what it's like to be in a nine to five job. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, by the way, but it's not exactly for me. So like with that in mind, I want to come up with other streams of income that do so much more and enable me to really just uh, express who I am and hopefully help people along the way.
1: Yeah, I agree. And like you said, I think I, I've mentioned in a lot of the time on the show, the motivations you have change over time. So like you said, you were motivated, but something else when you were 20. In my 20s, I was motivated by making as much money as I could, uh, climbing as fast as possible in terms of kind of promotions and stuff like that, being kind of distracted by material things. And then when I hit 30, it switched over to kind of a legacy mindset. So what can i give back how much can i share and switching over to that legacy mindset and giving back as much as possible and helping others it led to much more of an exponential growth and i think fast-tracked my success more so than if i was still focused on that 20s mindset
0: Mm, i couldn't agree more and it it ironically oftentimes makes money come easier anyway which is which is pretty funny and when i was in my 20s i had a comic strip I, i wanted to have the next garfield I want to have this. And again, it was like you said, it was motivated by money. I wanted the the cartoon and the movie and those plush dolls that have the, the suction cups that go on cars. I wanted to be like this whole empire with my own comic strip. And uh, it, it, it didn't really go in the right direction. But, you know, it's goals. It's, it's what we kind of go through and we have our failures and then we move
1: on. Yeah. And I mean, goals change and things that motivate you change. And it's not a stationary destination. So it's constantly moving you're constantly redefining yourself, you're learning from your failures because I think everybody goes through obstacles but not letting those obstacles define you and hold you down, but harnessing them to get through the next things that you're going to go through that may be even harder.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's like we always have these like moments of inspiration, these little uh, epiphanies that we go through. A lot of times society almost hands them to us on a silver platter. I remember a commercial years back about Michael Jordan. Uh, and really, it was it was kind of like it's propping him up. But, you know, he, he was a hard worker. He was the greatest. Um, but one of the things was he says, like, the reason I succeed is because I'm not scared to fail. And he talks about all the times he missed the game winning shot. And it really impacted me for, fortunately, in the future, when I would have uh, challenges and even failures in business, I'm like, well, like Michael Jordan missed the game winning shot and like he kept going. It's a good perspective to kind of carry with you when you're doing whatever you want to do as well.
1: Yeah, he missed more shots than he, you know, made. And I think one of those things is not giving up because a lot of people like we spoke about on your show end up having that fear and it's kind of in their head that they don't even start whatever that you know, starting that company, focusing on that goal or dream or chasing it. And I think the companies that are now and that have survived over time and they'll make it through the whole pandemic thing are the ones that are simply going to outlast and pivot. So, Mm. you know, (laughs) things that you go through as a company or as an individual, as a brand, you will have failures, but not letting those failures define you. And if you have to make a pivot to keep going and figure it out as you go.
0: Yeah. And even when times are good, there's always like even micro pivots that you have to make. It's it's very important to even when you're standing in place to be very cognizant of whether that's actually the most advantageous thing for you to do. And if, if this is something where staying in place keeps you healthy and growing and thriving for 40 years, so be it. But you should still be looking at it every single day because if you're not looking, you won't see if and when it starts to go in the wrong direction until it's too late.
1: Yeah, I I think like complacency is kind of the death of innovation. So if you stay at that stagnant point, eventually, you're going to be overtaken by competitors, other people within your profession, or you're just not redefining and not adjusting to the changing times and technologies
0: yes and it's kind of funny this this goes through like so many levels of life and i mean you you probably understand this even better than me because i understand like you're probably in the gym more than i am but i understand the concept of muscle confusion and there's a point where you can be working at the same muscle and you're going to get improvement but that improvement's going to plateau unless you change up your exercise and you work on a different part of your body or that same muscle in a different way in order to trigger it to respond in a whole new direction
1: Yep, yeah, but it's one of those things where not being compl- complacent and, and kind of putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. So something new is scary and uncomfortable because humans like repetition and kind of a habit that you're used to, you feel safe with. I think one thing I do, it's still cold, but in the morning, just to wake up and get my mind right, I'll just go outside in a t-shirt and shorts to walk my dogs, regardless if it's like five degrees or you know, a hundred degrees just to kind of wake my body up. And it's one of those things where like you need to oftentimes kind of recalibrate and sense the things around you because you become complacent and fall into habits that may be good or bad, but don't necessarily take yourself out of, out of your comfort zone. Because oftentimes in that chaotic standpoint, that's when truly kind of innovation happen and things are kind of defined in terms of companies and ideas.
0: Mm, I couldn't agree more. And I I love the way you shock yourself physically to get yourself awake mentally, because people sometimes don't realize that everything's connected. And that's the easiest way to do it. Just, you know, because physically is the easiest way to impact yourself. You just step outside, you're good to go.
1: Yep, I kind of have to do that every day. I mean, the, the view of people that succeed, people think like they're so motivated, or people that put in out a lot of motivational content that they're like that all the time. But I mean, it's a constant struggle. I think for everyone with with different things, anxiety about different things, different things that they may feel inadequate about. And I think it's that constantly recalibrating yourself in your own way to push through it.
0: Mm, Without a doubt. I, I kind of feel like even people like Tony Robbins that have been working on themselves for decades, he probably still has challenges and struggles. He just recognizes it and he knows how to manage himself. And that's the reason he does so well.
1: Yeah, I agree. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today?
0: Mm. Oh, see if my brain rattles through a 100 of them right now. Um, well, so me, when I was younger, I was a procrastinator. And um, I think, you know, it's something that can over you can be overcome. But when it's in you, it's in you. So it, it challenged me to be creative with how I handled myself. So uh, it's starting the day off, like writing a list of things that I'm grateful for, or starting the day off with kind of like remembering my key why. Like me, when I'm writing a book, it's really exciting because like, I try to design the, the, the cover of the book very early because sometimes I just, I don't feel like writing a chapter, but I really work and who knows, I could be biased, but I think my covers are beautiful. I look at my cover and I it up and, and it helps me envision like this is going to be this gorgeous thing that people are going to look on an Amazon and they're going to buy that. They're going to click the buy button and they're going to have a wonderful experience that boosts me up. So I basically the answer is I find ways of kind of kicking myself in gear um, that, to like the carrot on the stick to get over my procrastination.
1: Yeah, oftentimes, I, I i mean, I tried to fight through that, too, because I believe I, I work better under pressure. A lot of people say that. So they often are procrastinators because they feel like they can wait till the last minute. And that's when they have their best moment of clarity, because they're forced to do so based on the pressures they put on themselves. But I, like you said, I've been learning to kind of pace it out and figure it out that way.
0: Yeah, in the end, I mean, it's we were all so different and we respond differently to things, but the carrot and the stick can always be modified. It's still always going to work because in the end, you know, human beings are motivated by either pleasure or pain or both. And either of those things will fit into a carrot and stick situation anyway.
1: Yeah, I agree. So what's one piece of advice you can leave with the audience, personal or professional?
0: Um... Well, I guess it's, it, it kind of counts for both. And it's, um, ugh, it sounds like so cliche. It sounds cliche in my head, but cliches are there for a reason. And it's because they keep getting repeated. It's, it's just start. So whether you think you need to learn a new skill, just start, whether you think you need to start working out, just start, whether you want to start a podcast, just start and give yourself permission to suck in the beginning. Like me, I mean, I've had moments in my life where I've been insanely fit. But if I stop working out for three weeks, just three weeks is enough for me to lose my wind, and then it's such a frustrating, horrible experience to try to get back into it. But I recognize, like, okay, I I really suck right now, but I have to go through that again. So yeah, it's just it's just begin and give your perm- yourself permission to suck because that's the only way you're going to improve. You were. And Michael Jordan was the greatest ever, but he got cut by his high school coach. You're not going to be brilliant or perfect in the beginning unless you go through the motions and go through the paces of getting yourself there.
1: Yeah. And you're not going to regret the things you've tried and, and did a bad job in and then redefined and learn from it. You know, 20, 30, 40 years from now, you're going to sit there. What if I started that company? What if I, you know, spoke to that person? What if I made that connection? The what ifs are you are going to regret the things you tried and may have failed. You're not necessarily going to regret
0: without a doubt and again I, I just thought i wanted to be a cartoonist i tried i failed and if you handed me that career on a silver platter today i wouldn't take it because now i have the wherewithal and the insight to realize i would be miserable alone in a studio all day just drawing on a piece of paper but more importantly even if there like i had no regret that i tried it and i tried to make something work with it
1: and um that's
0: that's the way to a happy life
1: yeah, I agree. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you? Yeah,
0: without a doubt. Well, if you want to check out the podcast, which again, we'll have Roman on uh, at some point soon because we recorded the episode already. You could go to shatterthemoldpodcast.com. And uh, if you want to check out the new book, uh, you can go to lastlawofattractionbook.com com, and that'll auto direct you to the page on Amazon so you can check it out. And uh, either of those links should, uh, should, should be good for people depending on what they're interested in.
1: Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by.
0: Thanks so much for having me, man. I had a really great time. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com.
1: Until next time, all you digital savages.